After breaking news about Paul Manafort found guilty in eight counts of tax fraud, Michael Cohn pleads guilty to tax fraud, bank fraud, campaign finance laws. And join us tonight to talk about this and much more is former North Dakota U.S. Attorney Tim Purden live from Bismarck. Mr. Purden, always great to have you on the show, sir. A lot to cover here, so I want to know this from you. Yesterday, there, there was so much happening. If you're not an attorney like yourself, you're like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So cut through this for me, please. And I know, look, I will say this, Mr. Purden's an Obama appointee, so you know, know that about probably where he's gonna come from. And yet, just purely legal, sir, the most important thing that people should take out of yesterday's news is what, in your opinion? Well, I think that uh, the, the news happened very fast yesterday. I think a lot of people are still unpacking it. But I think the <laughs> most important thing that happened yesterday was this. Uh, in, 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 in Michael Cohen's uh, guilty plea to the indictment, the information, excuse me, charging him, uh, the two counts of campaign finance uh, uh, violations, where uh, Michael Cohen pled guilty to um, facilitating um, improper campaign contributions to the, to the Trump campaign. And those contributions were hush money payments to former girlfriends of candidate Trump, including an adult film star, Stormy Daniels, that, that, he, that he, in open court, under oath, also said that, that uh, President Trump knew about that, was involved in it. And a lot of people have come and said, well, you know, you can't trust Michael Cohen. He's not very credible. Well, you know, he's not my lawyer. The president's the one who hired him. <laughs> but I would say this, in that courtroom, the U.S. Attorney's Office from Manhattan didn't say, well, all we have on this is Michael Cohen's statement. They told the judge, and this is in the transcript, judge to, to establish this idea that, that Cohen had this scheme to, to funnel hush money illegally to Stormy Daniels. We have text messages, we have emails, we have the materials from the search warrant of Michael Cohen, we have recordings that we've taken from Michael Cohen, we have lots of evidence. It's not just Michael Cohen saying this, there is obviously a great deal of evidence to support these counts that, that Michael Cohen has now pled guilty to. So we'll, we're going to kind of unpack this as best we can, sir. A couple things to note. A CBS reporter earlier today that special counsel Bob Mueller doesn't want anything to even do with Michael Cohen because he's such an unreliable source. And then in that context, uh, President Trump had an interview with Fox and Friends. They taped it later. They're going to play this tomorrow. But I want to share with you because the former FEC chair, he also says, look, these campaign finance laws, they didn't break any laws by what they're doing there. And here's what President Trump said just earlier today. Did you know about the payments? Uh, later on, I knew. Later on. But you have to understand, Ainsley, what he did, and they weren't taken out of campaign finance. That's a big thing. That's a much bigger thing. Did they come out of the campaign? They didn't come out of the campaign. They came from me, and I tweeted about it. So former FEC chair says they're not uh, illegal campaign contributions. He says, hey, it came from me, not the campaign, you say? Two points. Number one, the president of the United States' defense is Michael Cohen didn't pay off my porn star girlfriend. I did. Okay, so that's, let's just focus, let's just never miss that part. Secondly, in terms of whether or not payments like this are, are campaign violent, are criminal campaign uh, finance violations, I suggest you ask former presidential candidate Democrat John Edwards, who was indicted on virtually identical charges yeah, and the DOJ tried by the, the Obama Justice Department. And they dropped the case. Tried, went to trial by the uh, went to trial by the Obama Justice Department. The jury hung, and then the case was dismissed. You're going to see the hung charges on Paul Manafort's case dismissed soon by the government as well. I think so. The idea that this is somehow not criminal is is simply not true. Democrats have indicted other Democrats for again hush money payments to silence a mistress. 
Right, but that's my point. I mean, you, you know the saying better than I do, Mr. Purden. I mean, you can indict a ham sandwich is often the saying. So an indictment versus a conviction are two dramatically different things. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. And I agree that, that the indictment of Michael Cohen and the indictment of Paul Manafort were one thing. But we're not talking about indictments anymore. We're talking about Michael Cohen coming into court, pleading guilty to crimes that could right. put him in prison for a decade. And so we have Michael, uh, uh, Paul Manafort, Paul Manafort being convicted by a jury of his peers in Virginia of not paying over $10 million in income tax from 2011 to 2016. These, aren't, these are not allegations, not a ham sandwich discussion. These folks have pled guilty or been found guilty. They are federal felons. Paul Manafort, he doesn't cut a deal, unfortunately, at his age. I'm going to tell you, he's going to go to federal prison. He's never going to see the moon and stars again. He's going to die in federal prison. Unless President Trump goes, mm, pardon for Paul Manafort. But I, we'll get to that in a moment. I want to talk about this because, because I want to create some context around Cohen. One of the things that happened a lot of people talk about, sir, that I think is important for some context. One is that his wife is also alleged in this bank fraud charge. So many people are saying that because the time he spent with the prosecutors was very short. There's not a deal to work together. It was like, hey, make, make a short plea deal. So going from... I don't know, 30 years down to three to five years is a big deal. He's fallen the sword for his wife. And let's just remind people here to give some context who his defense team is. It's Lanny Davis, a former Clinton political hack. And just to prove my point, I'm going to share with you what Lanny Davis said earlier today on the Megyn Kelly show. And please listen closely to how the audience responds, Mr. Purden, and our audience watch tonight. And then listen to who Lanny Davis blames after their response. Roll the tape. But could I just take one opportunity to remind everyone that Michael Cohn has suffered a tragic and difficult experience with his family. He's without resources, and we've set up a website called MichaelCohnTruth.com that we're hoping that he will get some help from the American people so he can continue to tell the truth. They the audience, is, they don't appear ready to donate, Lanny, but I, we did check before we went to air. It's got $70,000 in it so far. And listen, we appreciate you coming on. I, w I would say the reaction of your audience may be that they're not as interested in getting the truth out about Donald Trump as uh, many other people in the country. Approximately 60% of the country would not have the reaction of your audience. Okay. By the way, it's, I, was, I overstated it's 20,000. It's not 70,000. But, you know, for Cohen's, hope, hope springs eternal, I guess. Lanny, all the best to you. Special you. counsel Mueller wants nothing to do with Michael Cohen because he's unreliable. And then Lanny Davis gets laughed off a stage in New York City trying to beg for money. I mean, it just, it just seems like, come yeah. on, Lanny. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not going to be uh, contributing to Michael Cohen's GoFundMe page. I'm not going to be paying his <laughs> attorney's fees. And you know what? You know who else isn't paying his attorney's fees anymore? Donald Trump, who paid him hundreds of thousands of dollars over years to arrange hush money payments to adult film stars, Playboy Playmates. Right, but and this is, the, this is the man who sits in the Oval Office now. But so at the end of the day, though, I think you and I would agree that's not an indictable offense. What I would say to you, Tim, and correct me if I'm wrong, is I think this is, and if I'm wrong about the indictment, let me know, but I think this is all about politics more than it's about law. And let me lay this out, and you can uh, poke holes in it. So I think that this is all about creating a blue wave when you hear President Trump's name with Michael Cohn's situation uh, so they can take the House and impeach him. But also, one of the things that people aren't talking about, if we can bring this tweet up, I was going to talk about this this morning to get a chance to. This is from Chuck Schumer. I believe the reason a lot of this is happening now him is because of the fact you've got Judge Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing coming up and he and Judge Kavanaugh's talked about you can't subpoena you can't indict a president this may get some of the weak need GOP to cave and thus not confirm Judge Kavanaugh for a lifetime seat
poke holes in my argument, please? Yeah, so I'm gonna start with the first thing you said that what the president is accused of doing by Michael Cohen and the, and the text messages and recordings and emails that the prosecutors in the Southern District of New York have, that it's not indictable. That's simply not true. The president conspired with Michael Cohen to make hush money payments to mistresses in violation of federal law, in violation of federal campaign finance law. That is a felony. He could be indicted. He, could, he, he is an unindicted co-conspirator unindicted co-conspirator in this crime committed by Michael Cohen. Now, whether or not a sitting president can be or should be indicted, that's a separate discussion. My personal opinion, my prediction that I've been making for months is that Bob Mueller doesn't have any plans to indict the president. He's going to eventually indict the, the American half of the Russian collusion conspiracy, and those are going to be folks very close to the president. And then he's going to, just like Leon Jaworski did in, Wal in Watergate, he's going to deliver a lengthy, devastating report to Congress that lays out the president's lawbreaking in excruciating detail, supported by evidence. And then at that point, we will see. The Republicans were with Nixon until they weren't. The question will become, when the president's but Tim, but actions a, here... A question, are said, When the president's actions here... Go ahead. So oftentimes when you appoint a special counsel or you have an, a, a prosecutor, an attorney, you're doing that because you're going after a, a, a law that was broken. I think that's the biggest question that people would ask you. Collusion's not breaking a law. So explain to me specifically what law has been broken that Bob Mueller's going after right now. Well, and, first and of all, can I, can I, I just some told context you about the that, president. Sir? One, one last thing. So just, giving, just last week, Richard Burr, and I think many people on the Senate Intelligence Committee have said, hey, look, this thing has not been politicized by the Senate Intel Committee. Even Richard Burr, the co-chair, said up to this point right now, this was last week, there's been no evidence of collusion and no evidence of conspiracy. Well, we were talking about the Michael Cohn guilty plea, and there is evidence from Michael Cohn and the prosecutors in SDNY say they have text messages and recording of Trump being involved in a conspiracy to violate federal finance law. But you're talking about Russia, and, and, and I, I, I agree, we have another shoe to drop. Uh, the special counsel has indicted uh, two dozen, three dozen Russian spies and Russian soldiers who uh, illegally uh, attempted to influence the United States elections by, by uh, illegally buying ads on Facebook, having bots, those sorts of things. They illegally hacked the DNC. They illegally got John Podesta's emails. I'm telling you that I predict, I don't have the evidence, but I predict that the American half of that, of that conspiracy to defraud the United States, you say collusion, I say conspiracy to defraud the United States. That's what those Russians are charged with. And it, my prediction is a lot of people involved in the Trump campaign are probably very nervous about things like meeting in Trump Tower with a Russian spy oh, who set up the meeting on. by saying, hey, I've got a bunch of dirt on Hillary Clinton that the Russian government wants to give you. All right. That Trump Tower meeting, if I had been at that Trump Tower meeting, I'd be very concerned about, pending, Tim, me, about me, potential indictments. We're short on time, sir, but I have to get this last word in because no one talks about this, and I want to just get it out there. The fact that Fusion GPS, ran by Glenn Simpson, who had uh, Bruce Orr's wife worked there, knows Russia, okay, was paid by Hillary Clinton via the Perkins Coy uh, law firm. Fusion GPS told that attorney to go to the Trump Tower. Glenn Simpson met with her before the meeting and met with her after the meeting. So coincidence? I don't think so. Mr. Purden, we'll give you the last word, sir. So, so I know Bruce Orr. I served with him, spent some time with him. He's an honorable and decent man. This sort of smear tactics of career Justice Steele. Department folks who career Justice Department officials, like the folks in SDNY who indicted Michael Cohen or, or convicted Michael Cohen yesterday, like the prosecutors in Virginia that got convictions of, of Paul Manafort, these folks 
These folks that go to work every day at the Justice Department, they are what is going to uh, eventually uh, lead us to a Watergate scenario here. And I have a great deal. I've served with them. I have a tremendous amount of respect for them, and I have a lot of hope uh, that we'll get justice here. Mr. Purden, I love our conversation, so thank you for the time. Earlier today, uh, Tim and I were tweeting with each other, and we said we wanted to ask you at the end of this conversation, are you going to be chanting at home, lock her up or lock him up? So we'd love to know your point of view on that. <laughs> Mr. Purden, thanks for the time, so we look forward to having you back.